eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi. This is our Week 7 Quarterback and Running Backs Ranking Show. Uh, we'll go over our top 20 quarterbacks and running backs, followed by some deeper plays that we like, uh, and also some stashes you want to make, just to make, you know, if you have a little room on your bench. You know, if you have the room, it's tough to do, you know, while there are six teams on by this week. But, you know, it might be worth knowing who those guys are. So let's hit some news first. Deontay Johnson is practicing in full. Looks like he'll be back this week. Uh, he probably he probably won't be like activated for the game until like Saturday. Okay, but um, it looks like he will play. Uh, he's a wide receiver three play for me this week. Uh, could be moving up, you know, shortly. Kyron Williams is week to week. He could miss a few more weeks. Initially, it was reported that he'll miss just this week. Obviously, that Monday morning thing was a little bit of a, you know. A weird thing to announce, like, oh, he'll already be out. But he was spotted on a scooter in a cast watching practice yesterday. So that's not a great sign. Looks like he will, in fact, miss a few more weeks. And you might not see him until week 11. What happens in this backfield? Who knows? Okay. If I had to guess, Zach Evans would be the guy. But they also have Daryl Henderson. They also they have a few guys. Okay. They, you just you kind of don't know how this is going to play out. But if I had to guess, I would guess Zach Evans. Okay. Devontae Smith didn't practice. Uh, with a hamstring injury, it was just a walkthrough. So hopefully, uh, you know, that's not a big deal. Hopefully we see him in practice today, but just monitor that. Uh, Craig Reynolds did not practice. He has a toe injury with some other stuff too. Uh, Jameer Gibbs did get a limited practice in. It looks like he'll be good to go this week. He was trending in that direction according to his head coach. We'll see if Reynolds can play because if not, Jameer Gibbs is going to get a lot of work. Regardless, I think Gibbs will get a, a lot of work, but with him coming off the injury, he might get, not get this huge workload but 
sneaky, sneaky good matchup for him. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Roshan Johnson still in the concussion protocol. I do have him in my top 20 this week, assuming that he does get cleared at some point. But the fact that he's still in the protocol after a couple of weeks, you know, definitely is a little bit of an outlier here. Uh, hopefully we'll see him this week. Kyle Murray apparently might be good to go in two weeks. His 21-day practice window has opened. It's possible that we end up seeing him in a game soon. You know, the Cardinals, I guess just, you know, they aren't completely out of it, I guess. They, they are, spoiler alert. But we could see him back. It looks like, you know, they're not holding him back and he will play. Dalton Kincaid practiced in full. He should be back this week. Um, you know, him and Dalton Knox will probably miss, split a little bit, but it's worth knowing because he could break out at some point this year. Um, you know, we again, we talked about this before. Our expectations are way too high on these rookie tight ends. Uh, there, it is, there is a chance that he ends up doing his thing in the second half of this year. Deshaun Watson still not practicing. He said himself that he's not sure that he is going to fully recover this year. Um, could mean more targets for Elijah Moore. Um, you know, short because that's where he runs most of his routes. He did see a 25% target share in his first three games with Watson. Something to keep in mind there. Mike McDaniel said that Jeff Wilson is ready to go. Uh, so we should see him suit up for this game against Philly. He's like a flex play to me, but he does have upside even in a tough matchup. Uh, McCall Harbin was traded to the to the Chiefs. Back to the Chiefs here. Interesting. Funny. All at the same time. Um, I, I'm not picking him up. He, we already saw what he was in the Chiefs. However, if you're in like a 14-team league, I think it's worth picking him up just because they don't have many wide receivers. He knows the system. They could choose to use him a little bit more. Julio Jones uh, was signed by the Eagles. Not a situation that um, interests me. <laughs> so keep Julio Jones on the waiver wire. All right, let's go through these quarterbacks. But before we do, if you can hit subscribe or follow or add on your podcast, that, that would be greatly appreciated. If you do that, all the new episodes that we do will show up on your feed. So there is some benefit for you as well. But it definitely helps us out. So thank you. Appreciate you guys. All right, quarterback time. Jalen Hurts is at one. I have Tua at two. This should be a great game between these two quarterbacks on Sunday night. Eagles and Dolphins, 52-point total in this one according to Fantasy Life's Game Hub. The Eagles have the highest implied total for this week. Hurts has to be one. All right, There's a good chance for a little brotherly shove touchdown in this one. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, they both have such good matchups. On top of that, you know, this isn't the best team to run the ball against, right? So, you know, the strength of the Eagles defense is against the run, and the huge weakness is against the pass. I expect this to be a huge Tua game. Josh Allen's at three against New England, and Mahomes is at four against the Chargers. Mahomes just hasn't shown that ceiling this year. Um, I know it's a good matchup, but Denver at home was a good matchup last week as well. Minnesota was a great matchup the week before that, and the ceiling didn't show up. Okay, so I'd rather play Josh Allen, who has a similar floor, but a higher ceiling, even in a tougher matchup. I have Lamar going up against Detroit at five. The only quarterbacks who didn't have a good fantasy day against the Lions this year were Desmond Ritter and Baker Mayfield, okay? Uh, even Bryce Young threw three touchdowns against them, okay? So Lamar should have a good day this week. Justin Herbert's at six against Kansas City. Brock Purdy's at nine in Minnesota. This is a great matchup for him. He has the weapons. He has the system. Uh, I like Purdy to throw at least two tighties in this game. Matthew Stafford is at eight against Pittsburgh. 
The Steelers are 25th in the NFL in passing yards given up per game. I can see Stafford hitting 300 yards passing in this one. He hit that mark, you know, three games, you know, before Cooper Cup even came back, and he hasn't hit it since. I'm expecting him to do his thing this week, especially without a reliable running game and Kyron Williams being out. I have Jordan Love at nine in Denver. Love's really had one bad fantasy game all year. That was right before the bye in Vegas. He's in Denver this week. Should be a lot better. Christian Watson a lot healthier. Hopefully Aaron Jones will be good to go. This team is getting healthy now. I think Jordan Love can take advantage of that in this amazing matchup. Geno Smith is at 10. He hasn't been playing the best football this year, but he has a great matchup at home against Arizona this week. They've given up the fourth most passing yards to quarterbacks and the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks as well. So I'm firing up Geno if I have him. At 11, I have Deshaun Watson if he plays. Good matchup against Indy, but he is banged up. It is possible he doesn't have his full arm strength to throw it downfield. It's kind of a wait-and-see game right now. You might want to trust Jared Goff a little bit more this week, and I'm fine with that. Uh, Just not the best matchup going into Baltimore. Uh, They're giving up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks here. However, they've also probably faced the worst quarterbacks of any team this season. So we might want to take that with a grain of salt. So if Goff goes in there and lights it up, I wouldn't be surprised. So it's really a trust thing. Goff has been getting it done. If you want to start him over Watson this year, this week, I mean, totally get that. And then we have Josh Dobbs in Seattle. Uh, This can be a little bit of a bounce back week for Dobbs. Seattle's given up the 11th most fantasy points to quarterback. Quarterbacks, he's ran for at least 40 yards in four of his last five games. As long as he keeps the turnovers in check, which he was early on, but not these past few games, he should be okay. His top weapon had a tough matchup the last two weeks, and this week it gets a lot better against Seattle's secondary. I have Sam Howell against the Giants as a solid streamer. Uh, Kirk Cousins at home against the 49ers. Beatable secondary, but without Justin Jefferson, just not sure how much that I can trust Kirk to get it done. Uh, Derek Carr tonight against Jacksonville. Solid matchup for him. Solid streamer if you need one. Uh, Russell Wilson at 17 against Green Bay. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in a tough matchup in New Orleans. And then at 19 and 20, I have Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield. We have no idea if DJ is playing, uh, but you might trust Baker a little bit more. You know, it is a good matchup for DJ at home if he ends up going. He does have Saquon back, and that should help this entire offense. Before we move on to running backs, guys, if you're looking for all of our rankings, they're at upperhandfantasy.com. Week 7 rankings from all of our analysts, trade charts, advanced stats, articles, increased access to get your questions answered, as well as our free daily newsletter that you can sign up for on our website as well. Just scroll all the way down at upperhandfantasy.com. All right, let's look at this week's running backs. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. 
Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the app store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the app store today. At number one, I have Christian McCaffrey. Will he play? We have no idea. I'm recording this on Thursday. They play on Monday night. So, you know, today's going to be the first practice report that we get. We'll see what happens. My guess is that he won't practice. But if he gets limited in, I think we're looking solid, okay? Even without a full workload, I'm still going to have CMC at number one regardless of the matchup because there is no running back that you would rather play than him. Austin Eckler's at two. He pretty much came back to his normal role last week in Kansas City this week. The Chiefs have allowed an 81% catch percentage to running backs this year. Uh, I'm expecting the Chargers to fully utilize Eckler in the receiving game, especially given the fact that the secondary is pretty solid, okay? Five or six catches for Eckler should be in the cards for him tonight, or you know, this week, I should say. And this is a, a low-key good matchup on the ground as well, with the Chiefs allowing 4.5 yards per carry to running backs this year. At number three, I have Kenneth Walker. Not much to say here, except this is an amazing matchup, okay? The only two teams that have given up more fantasy points than the Cardinals are the Broncos and the Panthers. Arizona has given up the fourth most rushing yards this year, uh, and running backs are averaging 4.5 yards per carry against them. Uh, we just saw Kyron Williams put up a, a buck 50 against them last week. I have DeAndre Swift as my RB4 on the week. Chuba Hubbard was able to get it done against Miami last week. 19 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Swift didn't have the best day against the Jets last week, but this should be a much better day against the Dolphins on the ground. Uh, they're in the bottom 10 in rushing yards allowed to running backs per game. And we talked previously about the Eagles offensive line providing the second highest yards before contact for him. What I loved about Swift's usage last week was that they realized that Swift wasn't getting it done in the run game in a tough matchup. So he just gave him, you know, a little casual 10 targets to make up for it, all right? This dude has 14 catches over the last two weeks, and Miami has given up the second most yards per reception to the running back position this year. Over the last three weeks, DeAndre Swift has the sixth highest expected fantasy points per game among all running backs, all right? So you gotta love that if you have DeAndre Swift. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bijan's at five. I talked about why I'm buying him on yesterday's show, but his involvement in the receiving game on top of the volume he's getting on the run game is that of an RB1. And this matchup against the Bucks isn't as bad as it was over the last few years. They're giving up 4.2 yards per carry to running backs and the six most receptions per game to running backs. So this matchup is shaping up nicely for Bijan this week. Raheem Mostert's at six. I'd love to put him higher after what he did last week, but last week was an amazing matchup. This week, not so much. I'm still betting on the Dolphins' backfield to win, regardless of the matchup. They're scheming and producing at a different level. So even in what looks like a tough matchup on paper, given the fact that they're only allowing 3.2 yards per carry to running backs, which is third best in the NFL, this is going to be a very high-scoring game, and Mostert should be very involved somehow, whether that's on the ground or through the air. I have Travis Etienne at 7 against New Orleans tonight. Tough matchup. The Saints have given up the second least fantasy points to running backs. They're allowing only 3.5 yards per carry to running backs. They're going to try to run the ball today, right? Trevor Lawrence isn't at 100%. Who knows if he's going to play? So I'm sure they'll get Etienne involved 
as much as they can. He's top 12 in expected fantasy points per game this year, so the opportunity will be there. We've also seen some big playability and efficiency from ETN this year, so that's why he's above Jacobs, who does have a better matchup, right? So I do have Jacobs at 8 in Chicago. Uh, without Justin Fields, you have to think that the Raiders you know, either go up or at the very least this game stays close. So Jacobs should be able to rack up 20-plus carries in this game. The Bears actually are allowing the seventh least yards per carry to running backs, but their offense was so bad early on before Justin Fields started to come on that the short fields and all that had the Bears given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Over the last two weeks, it was the ninth least. Okay, so I'm expecting a good game from Jacobs in this one, uh, but don't be surprised if the inefficiency continues from Jacobs this week, who's averaging 2.9 yards per carry. That's one of the worst rates in the NFL. At 9, I have Alvin Kamara tonight against Jacksonville. I mentioned yesterday that I do like him tonight. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that the, both of the Saints' starting tackles are out this week. So maybe we pivot over to 4.5 receptions instead um, instead of the 50.5 rushing yards that I had initially yesterday for Kamara on underdog. The other plays I liked on underdog was over 62.5 receiving yards for Chris Olave and over 52.5 receiving yards for Christian Kirk. Great matchup for both of these guys, Olave on the perimeter, Kirk out of the slot. Any new users on Underdog will get a free Derek Carr pick as well to throw into your entry to turn the three pick I just gave you to a free four pick, which will increase your payout from 6x to 10x, whatever you ended up putting in, okay? You just have to use code UPPERHAND when you make your first deposit on Underdog, which, by the way, will get doubled up to $500. The minimum deposit is only $10, but make sure to use the code UPPERHAND to get all those benefits. Underdogfantasy.com or just download the Underdog Fantasy app in your app store. Saquon Barkley is at 10 against Washington. Somewhat neutral matchup, but it was great to see Barkley get the volume that he got last week. 28 total touches. He broke you know, some big runs in the second half. Glad that he's back. He's a top 10 running back play for me this week. At 11, I have Isaiah Pacheco. He's been on a real run lately. At least 15 carries in each of the last four games. He's averaging three targets per game as well over the last four. So if you're getting 18 opportunities per game with Patrick Mahomes, keep riding that wave. All right. The Chargers aren't this team anymore that just gives up yardage to running backs. So, you know, this is a more of a neutral matchup now. However, they do give up fantasy points. Okay. The seventh most this year. And that's mainly because they also allow the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. Um, running backs have also been used heavily in the red zone against them this year. That's something we've seen with Pacheco. He should be able to take advantage. I have Aaron Jones at 12 in a great matchup against Denver. This is the best matchup you can get for running backs. He got a limited practice in yesterday. I'm hoping to see a full practice at some point, given the fact that they're coming out of the bye. Hopefully, they're just trying to ramp him up, and he'll get his full, full workload this week. I have JT at 13 against Cleveland. The hope is that they continue to shift the backfield in his favor. Uh, it went from all Zach Moss two weeks ago to 50-50 last week, so hopefully JT getting most of the work this week. Tough overall matchup for this team. Uh, you know, also a tough matchup on the ground. Still, it's JT and, you know, he's getting touches. And if Gardner Minshew is going to continue to give the running backs a ton of checkdowns like he did last week, there should be enough volume for JT to get it done for fantasy. I have Jameer Gibbs at 14, assuming that he plays. He did get a limited practice in on Wednesday. Uh, Craig Reynolds also dealing with an injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but David Montgomery's out. The last time he was out, Gibbs was put in the Montgomery role pretty much. Uh, but the hope is that, you know, he gets that role or a little bit of it, and he also gets used in the receiving game this week, right? Last time he wasn't used in the receiving game at all. Meanwhile, every other week, 
you know, he's getting targeted at a ridiculous rate, you know, on a per route run basis. Uh, but the Ravens are allowing 4.2 yards per carry. So not a terrible matchup. Um, and they're also allowing the fourth most yards per reception. So hoping those targets are there. Sneaky good matchup for Gibbs this week. I have Ramondre Stevenson at 15 on the low. Buffalo isn't a great rushing defense, okay? In fact, they're giving up the third most yards per carry to running backs, only behind the Broncos and the Panthers. On top of that, they're giving up the fifth most yards per reception to the running back position. If Ramondre was used like he was last week, back up to 53% of the rushing attempts, 60% route participation, and the key 20% target share, like what we're seeing over at FantasyLife.com, he'll be back to what we know him as. So this is a sneaky good matchup for him as well this week. At 16, I have James Cook. Not the best matchup for him against the Patriots, who've been pretty good against the run. They're giving up the fifth least yards per carry to running backs. But the good thing is that they are giving up fantasy points because of how bad the Patriots' offense is. Okay, Short fields, turnovers, all that. Damian Harris is going to be out. I think Cook's usage can go up a little bit. I would find it very discouraging if Latavius Murray got as much work as he did last week. 44% of the rushing attempts, not what you want to see. Okay. I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to start any of the next three guys over Cook this week. I have Brian Robinson at 17. Good matchup against the Giants. They're, they're, giving up, uh, they're giving up fantasy points here. They're giving up the fourth most yards per carry to running backs as well. Uh, the Commanders are favored in this game. Yeah, I think I might lean Robinson <laughs> this week over Cook, to be honest. Um, and then I have J- Jerome Cook at 18 against Indy. A little bit of a tough matchup here. Um, you know, tougher matchup on the ground than they faced last week against the 49ers. They're also not at home this week. But again, because of how anemic the Colts' offense can be against the Browns' defense, you know, we've seen the Colts give up fantasy points, right? Not necessarily uh, production on the ground. So I think this could be a decent week for Jerome Ford, who, you know, who could be solid, but also Kareem Hunt, who's a solid flex play as well, especially given that there's six teams on by. I have Roshan Johnson at 19, assuming he suits up. He's still not out of the concussion protocol as of right now, which is a real outlier. So if he can't go, you know, it'll be Deontay Foreman and company. If Roshan does go, I expect him to be good enough to have an RB2 finish against Vegas. I'd imagine they rely on the ground as much as they can without Justin Fields. Uh, And then I have Zach Moss rounding it out at 20 because I don't think he completely goes away just yet. I think he offers enough in PPR with Minshew dumping it down a ton, especially against a good Cleveland defense where he might not want to throw the ball downfield. A few guys you might be able to plug in this week. I mentioned Kareem Hunt. Jeff Wilson also a possibility. Um, You know, I I have Zach Evans as a flex play this week. That situation is really iffy. If I had to guess today, he'll be the guy who ends up starting for them. Where it goes from there is anyone's guess. You know, if you're looking at the if you're looking at, at, at that situation, it's like Zach Moss has been on the roster. He's been the third guy on that depth chart. I think that's the way you go. If you're looking for the rest of the positional rankings, flex rankings, all that is up on our website right now, upperhandfantasy.com. You have my rankings up there, Zach's rankings, Tyler's rankings, as well as our consensus rankings to see like, you know, where we're at, you know, together as a family. All right. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, me and Zach, with our wide receiver and tight end show. Take it easy. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.